Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we got more live fishing reports. We're going to talk about some suggestions on what to do with our duck seasons, and I've also got some opinions on that uh, new Proposed speckled trout regulations that popped up. But before we get to all of that, we're going to chat with Derek Poor. Derek is the organizer of an event called Troops and Tusks. It's coming up on March 2nd through 4th. It's the fourth annual. It basically is a feral hog tournament. We've got redfish tournaments, bass tournaments, uh, crappie tournaments, speckled trout tournaments, even nutria rodeos. But feral hogs, they're not that common, but we got one coming up. Derek, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Mr. Don. Derek, tell us how this is going to work. Uh, what What's the, the rules? Who can participate and where will it be held? Yes, sir. So the tournament is broken down into two different parts. We have dog hunting or airboat hunting. That's one category. And then we have steel hunting and night vision hunting. That's one category. And each team uh, comes together. And they give me their members, and we attach a veteran from the VFW or from Hero Hunts, two nonprofit organizations. They take that veteran out hunting for three days. They come back with the hogs gutted. We bring them into St. Mary's Seafood. We'll be weighing them, and then we'll skin them. And then we save these hogs up on ice and in a freezing truck so that the food shelters and families less fortunate can come in, and they can take them home. Is there a limit on how many team members, and what's the cost for the entry fee? Uh, No, sir, no limit on team members, but each team member pays $50 to enter the tournament. Now, if you create a team and you're a veteran on the team, you do not have to pay. Got it. Now, feral hogs are invasive species, and uh, the, the, the biologists tell us we need to take as many as we can because they're very destructive to the, some of our native species. Um, as far as um, the number of hogs that are brought in, are, are you limited on how many you can bring in? Is it is the prizes awarded by the number of hogs or the weight? Uh, no, sir, and you are correct. It was $78 million in damages alone in Louisiana last year from feral hogs. So we ask that you bring in as many as you can. For the dog side, it first place is heaviest of five. For the steel hunting and night vision, it's heaviest of three. And uh, trophies will be awarded for each of those positions. But then the biggest, the grand champion overall is the biggest boar, and we give out a set of belt buckles for the team that wins that. We also have uh, some cash pools for longest stringers or longest cutters. Um, as they bring in, last year we had 64 hogs come in, the biggest one being about 330 pounds gutted, and we donated 56 out of the 64 hogs. Wow. And the funds that are raised from this, what are they used for? We split the funds between the two nonprofits, the Via uh, Frederick A. Bear Post 4158 in Abbeville and the Hero Hunts organization out of Kaplan, Louisiana. 
And, and Derek, is there any limitation on where you can go to get these hogs, and where will the weigh-in be? No, sir. We look at it as if you have private property, if you have a hunting club that's got a hog problem, get your guys together, take one of our vets with you, or a few of vets if you can, and, you know, go have a good weekend. We also ask that uh, that teams, you know, enjoy their time. The, the weigh-in is going to be at St. Mary Seafood. Um, that's uh, Daniel Edgar's place down by Sippenmore Point. And then the festivities on the 5th, the Sunday, will be at Don's Boat Landing in Erath, where Leroy Thomas will be playing. Well, it sounds like a good time, Derek, and I know some people that are saying this is right up my alley. If somebody wants to get more information and find out about how to sign their team up, uh, who should they contact? Yes, sir. If you go to Facebook, we have a page, Troops and Tusk. We also have a website, www.troopsandtusk.com. They can contact me directly, Derek Poor at 337-353-0047. If they have any questions, would love to be a sponsor, make a team, or if they're a veteran that's looking to get in on the tournament to go hunt, they can contact me there and I can guide them in the right direction. Uh, Sounds like a heck of a good time with uh, a a double cause and helping out the vets and as well as eradicating uh, some very destructive animals off Louisiana's coast. Sounds good, Uh, Derek. Thanks so much for doing this, putting it on. And if you would, uh, we'll follow it up and maybe get some results from you as soon as it's over. Yes, sir, Mr. Don. Okay, Derek. Thank you for being with us again. We appreciate it and all you do for the vets. Y'all have a good one and God bless. All righty. Derek Poor with the Troops and Tusk. If you're interested in getting in that, and so many of the deer clubs I know of have serious hog problems, this is a fun and productive way to get rid of them. All right, coming back after this, we're going to talk to Captain Mike Gallo, our Born on the Bayou guy. We'll get his opinion as well as yours on what about a speckled trout limit that's variable. You get your choice, 14 inches and 20 or 12 inches and 10, and you can do it any day, any place you want. We're back with Captain Mike, right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it's time for our Born on the Bayou Fishing Report brought to you by Seto. That's the guys for $199 for a year. Membership will get you unlimited fuel dropped off where you need it, when you need it. Jump start for electrical problems. If they need to tow you in, they'll take care of that. It's like having a AAA policy on the water, and if you look at the prices to get it done without a policy, you'll understand why it's important to get it. It's peace of mind for you and your loved ones, and you can do it by giving Captain Chris one phone call, 504-301-4545. As they say, one call, that's all, or click it at CETO.com. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now, and Mike, we've been having this discussion about uh, a, a fisherman that came up with a proposal that might solve the problem of uh, changing the speckled trout regulations and making more people happy with what they catch and at the same time achieving the 20% reduction that the biologists say is necessary to continue the propagation of the species. What do you think about a choice of going with a 12-inch minimum, 10 fish per person, or a 14-inch minimum, 20 fish per person? Would that sit well with your customers? Yeah, I don't see where that would be a problem as, as long as we, you know, it's like anything else, as long as we stick to the regulation. If if we decide 12 is going to be what we keep on that particular day, as long as we stick to it, that's fine. Um, it would be difficult, I could see, where your first fish is 12 inches, you put him in the box, and everyone after that is 15. <laughs> and, and you certainly want to throw that 12-inch one back. Yeah. Um, it would come down to each individual's, you know, discipline of keeping himself in line with what he decides to do for that particular day. Well, any regulations that are set on any species is going to require that, and you're never going to get 100% of it. But uh, for the most part, I think most people now, and it's gotten better over the years, are conservation-minded, and they want to do the right thing. You're always going to have the bad boys, but uh, that keeps me in business, you know, with bad boys <laughs> in the outdoors. But you, I think you got a lot more people that are in favor of doing the right thing. So we'll see how that turns out. In the meantime, you fish much this week with this weather? I did not fish at all this week. The weather just never did give us any consistent window. I did speak with a couple of friends of mine that were able to, to sneak out, and it it seems that, you know, if you do get an opportunity to go, the best fish to target and give yourself the best opportunity to catch some is going to be bass. Uh, they seem to be spawning this time of year, and they're, they're pretty aggressive, like we talked about last week, a spinner um, with a, a small... I like the Matrix Glow, the 3-inch model. just seems to work really good on those bass with a, a number 4 Colorado blade. And uh, that's, a, that's a very productive combination. Fish are pretty close to the edge of the grass. And uh, those bass will grab it as well as a redfish if, if you happen to come across a redfish. 
Mike, unlike speckled trout, redfish with, at times with live or dead bait just pulls the pole out of your hand. Bass fishing requires a little bit more technique and, and, and someone who's a little bit better skilled fisherman at casting and retrieving and, and detecting bites and that type of thing. When you get a fisherman that's not normally a bass fisherman, they go out and they want to catch some bass, how do you rig them up and how do you get them to fish to get them started? Well, usually I'll try to start them out with a popping cork. A popping cork and a plastic shrimp or a lot of times we'll rig a fluke weedless just like you would if you were bass fishing and you were a more accomplished fisherman where you actually bury the point of the hook down into the plastic. And this will make it where it'll go through the grass in case he's not casting, you know, right at the edge of the grass because that's the thing about bass fishing it takes some pretty accurate casting to get right in that strike zone which is fairly close to the grass and then when you get in that area you pop the cork and you'll get that bass's attention and when he hits it the cork will go down and of course you can set the hook on him so that's a great starter and it also kind of calls the fish to you as opposed to you having to really land right on top of him if you get fairly close like I say, the noise from the cork will bring the bass out to you. And it'll also call redfish and other fish that that may be around there that are looking for something to eat as well. So that's generally a, a very good starter. Mike, you have any special recipes for bass, or do you pretty much treat them as a speckled trout? I cook them the same way we cook all of our fish. Um, we rarely catch them, you know, big enough that where you could – leave the scales on and put them on the grill. So we're generally filleting them, and then they're pretty much like trout. You can cook them in a variety of ways. Have you tried the, the special microwave recipe for them? Oh, yeah. They're very good in the microwave. I bet they are. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> That's a good little trick you out there with the paper plates, you know. Yeah, that works very well. I, I met um, Jacqueline and I went to a ball last week and we bumped into some customers that i fished with years ago i don't remember when but um the the husband was saying we still do that recipe trick you taught us <laughs> a lot of people do a lot of people i've shown it to take advantage of it too well, look you look pretty spiffy in that tuxedo by the way i didn't recognize you there you go there's your one picture <laughs> All right, Michael. If somebody wants to get you, they can find you on my website, your website, and give them that telephone number. My website is aaofla.com. You can find us on Facebook at Angling Adventures of Louisiana. I also have my uh, YouTube channel up now, and that's at um, youtube.com at aaofla. Or the phone number, 985-781-7811. Boy, new and adventurous ways to check out Mike Gallo's Angling Adventures. We love it. Thank you for the reports, Mike. As always, we appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All righty. Coming up next, it's time for the Paddler's Report. We have the winner of the Minimalist Challenge, and you were listening to him as he was out there doing it a couple of weeks ago. Back with us is Brendan Bayard with your Paddler's Report next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, they're stroking for them. The Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is presented by Massey's Outfitters, one of the big sponsors of the New Orleans City Park Bass Rodeo, the boats on the Bayou category. You can find their locations in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and in Covington. That's some of the best kayak fishing models you'll ever find. Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft, and all, just tons and tons of products for those uh, fishermen in the paddlecraft. And they've also got those demo days. Had one last week. MasseyOutfitters.com. Keep up with them on Facebook. That's Massey Outfitters. Brendan Bayon joins us. And, Brendan, congratulations on capturing the minimalist challenge. You were talking to us from the water a couple of weeks ago when you were participating and you gave us your game plan. Did you stick to it? And is that how you want it? Yes, sir. That's exactly what I did. I kind of stuck to that. When I got out there, uh, there was a couple other people that had the same idea. Um, you know, once once the morning started, you know, caught a few trout. Uh, you know, after I had five trout, which took me probably the better part of an hour, uh, then I started working my way to try to find some reds. I uh, couldn't really find the reds in the first spot I went to, and then uh, went and checked a couple of other spots. And finally found some, and uh, it, it was it was quite an adventure catching those reds. I had uh, I caught a whole bunch of little ones, and then when I finally found the right one, he uh, you know it, it just so happened that he bit right on one of those random pilings that you see all along our coastline on the shoreline, and he ran my line past the piling and and, and took a left, you know, uh, around the piling. So I had to release my drag, kind of let him run without the abrasion on my line and kind of bring my kayak to that piling and then re-engage the fight. And luckily he was still there and my line had not suffered enough damage that he would break off. But that was my first 25-inch fish. And then later on the day I caught one that was right under 27 that was uh, a perfect uh, slot size red. And uh, and then after I caught those two reds, and I went back to upgrading my trout, which I think I upgraded four of them uh, later in the afternoon, and just basically stayed patient, uh, stayed in some deep spots, and really worked my my bait on the bottom, almost kind of like it was, uh, 
you know, just kind of like almost like it's dead sitting on the ground. The the water was still pretty cold in the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mid to upper 50s and kind of letting it sit there for a while and then kind of snapping it off the ground. And you just kind of feel those trout kind of suck it out and spit it. And if you, if you caught them in the right exact spot, uh, you know, you, you could hook them. But otherwise, they were, they were really testing that bait. Really quick. Yeah, I call I call that a tick bite where it's just like a little tick is all you feel on your line. That's when it's good to have a soft tip and also some very light line. Now, did you pick up the flounder sheephead and drum, or did you not? No, I did not see any of those. Uh, I had a buddy that was in the same vicinity caught a uh, a puppy drum, which uh, I don't know. I think there was maybe three of those weighed in. Uh, there was one gentleman who brought. A, a drum in that was probably half an inch too long to weigh. If that would have weighed, he would have had 10 pounds immediately. And my whole bag was 21 pounds. So how important that fish could have been is, you know, really uh, something to think about. Absolutely. What were the, the, the minimalist baits? I'm sure there was a combination of hard plastic, soft plastics, and maybe some jigs. Yeah, we had a, a, a rattle trap. We had a three different size jig heads. We had kind of like a, a belly weighted hook and um, the plastics. If you go to my Facebook page, it's, it's a uh, kayak fishing you on Facebook. Uh, I have a picture of the baits on there and uh, there's uh, you know, some of them were a little bit harder than others. And so I would repair them with some super glue. You're allowed to bring super glue and kind of, you know, mend the tails after you set some hooks on some wild fish and they kind of rip the back out of it. And then, uh, you know, some of them were a little bit harder and lasted, but I think probably by 9 a.m. I'm using a jig without a tail on it for the rest of the day. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting, but at the same time, it reassures you when you're fishing this way that those fish don't really care too much. Uh, I mean, you're throwing a plastic without the tail. They're still eating it. As long as the presentation is right, I think you're still going to get bites. I would imagine with that cold water condition, that rattle trap was pretty useless, huh? Yeah, I didn't catch anything on the rattle trap. I tried it a few times, but uh, the depth I was at was not quite the right uh, area to use that at. So uh, I didn't really get too much. But, I mean, certainly they've proven themselves many times in trolling applications and and other things that I've used them for, especially bass fishing. Well, Brendan, before you go, uh, April 15th is the next BCKFC event. What's that one all about? Yeah, that's going to be the Trout Challenge, and that's going to be down in St. Bernard Parish. That's really a a wonderful place to trout fish uh, in the spring. I've had so many great memories of fishing over there in Hopedale Lagoon and, and the MRGO or over there by the dam. Uh, you know, I think uh, everybody, uh, if you were around the Shell Beach area this year, you, you really had some nice catches. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trying all that. And even we even have some really great uh, trout that come into the Reggio area, into the marsh in the spring sometimes. I remember years going in there and catching lots of fish in the mid-20s that kind of pretended they were redfish for a while. And uh, in, the, in that mid-spring, you can really find some of those fish in there. Hopefully that's the case when this comes around. We have a, a while for this one, but uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be a five-trout stringer, and I think they've even included uh, the lake in it. So if you want to fish the causeway or if you want to fish the twin span, you're allowed to do that as well. 
Oh, great. Is that strictly artificial, or can you use live or dead bait? Yeah, I think all of our uh, our tournament series events are artificial. Artificial, got it. Brendan, uh, we're kind of short on time. Give us one good hot spot, if you can think of one, given the conditions we got to this weekend. It's not the greatest by any means. Yeah, I would just fish dead-end canals or some of those borrow pits. I think there's still fish holding in there. Um, it's kind of tough right out there right now with the wind and, and everything. But, uh, you know, if you can find a place where you can consistently just find a few fish circling through uh, and just stay put and just be patient, I think that's the plan. Sounds good, Brendan. Again, congratulations. Thanks for the report, and we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. You are listening to Brendan Bayard, the winner of the Minimalist Challenge. What a fun event that is. All right. Coming back after this, you know what time it is. We had a guy, uh, well, a couple guys, actually. They were stopped because they didn't have a running light on their boat. Well, it led to a whole list of other charges. We'll tell you their story in our Bad Boys of the Outdoors next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, on that Rudy Hall-generated trout proposal of 12 inches and 10 fish or 14 inches and 20 fish, and you can do either one you want as long as everyone on the boat does the same regulation, Uh, I got another message. It says this one, that uh, speckled trout dual regulation idea also came up on Tuesday on CCA's Facebook Live show with David Cresson. I think David's going to bring it up to Wildlife and Fisheries Department Thanks, Phil in Thibodeau. It sounds logical to him. Yeah, you know, I, I caught that, but I caught the very end of it. So now I, I realize what they were talking about because I heard him talking about that, him and Rad Trasher, and then uh, I caught the rest of the, the, the Facebook show. But uh, So they're aware of it, and they're going to pursue it. And I think it's a good idea. I'm liking it more and more. All right, right after we pause these 10 seconds, we're back to tell you a bad boy of the outdoors story. We do it every Saturday morning, but right now it's time to let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, our case began this past December 30th when a Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement agent cited two St. Landry Parish men for multiple hunting and boating violations in St. Landry Parish. Senior Agent Nelson Kennerson was on patrol in the town of Washington when he spotted a boat returning to the Washington boat landing without running lights. Agent Kennerson made contact with Chet DeVille, who was operating the vessel, to conduct a boating safety check. In doing so, the agent observed a seven-point antler deer and an antlerless deer in the vessel during the check. The two men aboard admitted taking deer on the Thistleweight WMA by accessing it through Little Waukesha Bayou. During questioning, the agent learned that Ricky Dodge harvested his antler deer but did not tag it. He also learned that DeVille did not possess any hunting licenses and harvested the antlerless deer during an antlered-only season on Thistleweight WMA. DeVille was also found to be operating the vessel unregistered and had not transferred the registration within the allotted time. Agent Kennison seized the two deer, donated them to a local charity, and besides losing their venison and antlers, if convicted, facing criminal fines of nearly $1,000, up to 30 days in jail, as well as $1,624 additional for each civil restitution to replace the value of their deer, our 28-year-old Ricky Dodge and 32-year-old Chet DeVille, both of St. Landry Parish, Louisiana, are bad boys of the outdoors. 
Yeah, sometimes a little thing like a boat running light can lead you into a whole lot of trouble. All right, we come back after this. We'll talk to our plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. He's picked up the decoys, put them all away for another season, but he's fishing. He might be doing a little bit of nolehase hunting. I think they go a little bit later on, but he just came back from Mexico. He's back in Buras. We'll find out what's happening there on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And that is Captain Ryan Lambert down at Cajun Fishing Adventures down near the tip of the boot of Louisiana and Buras. Captain Ryan, what's going on down there this week? Just fishing, buddy. It's all over but the crying. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> but the fish is good. You know, I, I fished a, a little couple from Georgia this week. We had a ball. One day we sight fished a limit, and the next day they wanted big ones. And, you know, you never stop learning. I've been doing this 45 years, and, and there weren't any fish on the flats. I said, you know what? I've been dealing with this for my whole life. I'm going to find them. And sure enough, I found them. You know, they just they just go off the ledge, and it's it's just incredible. Just You know, people just want, look at me like, what the heck he's doing fishing out there? Yeah, but he's catching them. <laughs> and yeah. you just go, when they fall off, you just got to see where they go. You know, you just go to the adjacent deep spot. And they were deeper than I thought. They, they The flat would go out 40, 50 feet. And they were right on the outside, right on the ledge. I said, look at these little rats. Well, big rats, those were. <laughs> well, a wise man uh, once told me, he said, catching fish is simple. It's finding the fish is the problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's true. Very you true. You got to think out the box sometimes. And, you know, I've been trying to locate those fish to see where they went for my whole career. And sure enough, there they were. Easy as pie, right before, right in front of my eyes. So all big old giant bulls, they had five personal bests that day. So they were happy, and the boys are fishing the east side of the river. They're doing really well over there. They can, they catch us some fish. My goodness. The reds are real easy right now. They've been easy all winter long. You know, they just piled up right there. You know, it's funny because you got so much river water going over there, and they just, they just stack up in it. It's crazy. Well, there's a lot of groceries for them in there. That's for sure. Yeah, you're right. Like All right, so you find them, you can find them. I don't know if you've been listening along to to this proposal that came from a fisherman about changing the fishing regulations on speckle trout, but I, I can't find any reason why this would not work. So I think it may go to the department and may eventually come up for approval from the legislature. But he said you could come up with a 12-inch minimum size and stay with 10 fish, or you could go to a 14-inch and then keep as many as 20. But everybody on the boat has to agree to the same size. You can't have one person doing one and one another, but you could do it any day you wanted. You pick which one you want, and any spot that you pick you can do. If you're in the big fish or you anticipate big fish, your smallest fish on the boat can be no smaller than 14 if you're going to keep 20. And if you're going to keep 10, then if you got the smallest fish is 12 inches, and anything above that's good. And both of those so, scenarios will satisfy what the biologists say it will take to rebuild the population of speckled trout. What do you think? Well, if it works, I, you know, again, if they would just educate everyone on how old these fish are, 11-inch fish is nine months old. They can reproduce. So if they can grow 11 inches in nine months, how many months does it take to get to 14? You know, it's not that big a deal i just think uh, within four or five months he's going to be 14 inches long it's well, not like we're going to have to wait a year you know right right it seems and like wherever you establish that 
Yeah, when then you, you establish that base fish. level, you're going to find those fish running to that. Look what happened with the slot reds. How many, you know, how many 15-inch redfish do you catch now? You know, but if you had the limit yeah. smaller than that, you'd catch smaller fish. It just yeah, I I really think you know, I was at the commission meeting this week, and and then the natural resource committees unanimously shut it down because you know there was a lot of guys there. You know, say it's going to hurt their business. You know, right. I, I just don't, I don't think it's going to hurt our business one bit. I mean, uh, look, take us for example. For, since the oil spill, our, our speckled trout fishing was terrible. Unless you went all the way to Breton or went to the rigs in the summertime, you know, you could catch them there. Or you could go all the way west to Grand Isle. But we didn't. We've been fishing reds primarily for the last 10, 13 years. It didn't hurt us one bit. You know, we used to cut off a bull red. Now people come to catch bull reds. People want to catch fish. They're going to adapt. You treat people well. And when the trout seasons come through, April, we kill them. And October, we kill them. We, if you want to go out to the rigs or go out to Breton in the summer, we can. But it hasn't hurt my business one bit not having those trout readily available like we used to. Now, is it going to change? Sure, it's going to change. Our fish are going to come back eventually with the more fish we get. I would like to see it 14 myself, but most guys think it's going to hurt their business, so they don't. So, you know, it's it's just a preference thing. But I think if everyone was educated on how long it would take those fish to grow to 14 inches, I think it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah, well, the, the beauty of this plan is it gives you the best of both worlds. If you're fishing in one of those areas yeah. where you can consistently catch small fish, it accommodates that. But if you want to go for the bigger fish, you can go that way, too. I think the hard part would be getting everybody on the boat to agree to the same thing. That might be a problem. <laughs> when you was talking about it, I was thinking about me on the boat with some customers. And <laughs> and, and the first fish could be 12. Oh, well, well let's keep him. Well, let's go for the 14. I said, okay, let's go for 14. Then all of a sudden you catch a couple of 14s and you throw these 12s back. Let's go back to 12. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, it couldn't you work know. that way. <laughs> no, well. it's, uh, it's it'd be a nightmare. So, so you can keep the 14s and the 12s if you're fishing 12s. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. And 12 is the minimum. You can't so keep It's a matter if you want to stop at 10 14s or go to 20 12. Ah, that's right. Ah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'd rather have the 10, 10 14s. No, 10 12. Boat. It's 10 12s or 20 14s. I, I don't get that. I, you get 20. I thought when you said that, that you, I was a typo that you said. So it's 20 14s. Right. Or, or 10, 10 12s. 12s. The difference is you're going to catch a whole lot more 12. So to to make sure you reduce the catch by 20%, you got to cut the limit back. You're not going to catch yeah. as many 14-inch trout. That's why you're allowed up to 20 if you get in them. That's not to say oh, you're going to you them. catch them. You know, you might only catch five 14-inch trout, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, once you get in a size, different size, a different team of fish, you usually, usually catch that, that size. You know, they exactly. kind of hang together. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. but again, people, people, guides in particular, are going to have the mortality thing again. Why are you throwing back these 12-inch fish? And, you know, yeah, there's, well, there's no easy solution. And, and the, the Wildlife Commission kind of just threw up their hands and said, well, let's do another something for another 120 days. So we're just kicking yeah. the can down the road. But I tell you what, when the river went down this year, for the first time in 10 years, I couldn't I couldn't stop catching trout. So yeah. it's just it just pushes them. So so where does it push them? I wish they'd put some telemetry on these fish to see if they go toward Mississippi and Alabama or 
or or if they just go deep or what the heck they do so we can get our science better because that the river was infested with fish i mean i could go out there any time of the day and just bang 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 and catch my limited trout when the river finally went down so yeah, you just got to know where they're going during that high river period that's all yeah they, and, and again just like the telemetry we did lake punch train when they opened the bonacary spillway the fish never left the lake punch train they just moved no, to the side didn't. that had the most salinity that's right and why they stopped yeah. They stopped that Money. program. So we just need yeah. more telemetry on these fish so we can learn about them, just like the ducks. I mean, we're learning more in ducks with telemetry than we ever knew from banding. Oh, absolutely, and we're going to learn more. So, oh, by the way, we want to get together on that, that roundtable discussion. We're going to try to put that together and get you and Captain Kirk and some other guides together and talk about some of these seasons and maybe make a presentation to the department about maybe reworking them. You know, it's yeah. been too long well, since we've changed, you know, about the length of the season and the problem you have with the coastal tides and you know, a lot of other issues, too. A whistling uh, duck season and a lot of other things. And that's why I, I went to – that's why I went to the commission meeting this week to talk about that. Uh, and I got Jason off to the side. Well, they make these decisions five years at a time, unfortunately. So they can't change right. it for three more years. But right. if we go with if we go with three three uh, different zones, we can only have one split. If we go with two zones, we can have two splits. You know, three three different sections there, two, two splits in the middle. So, oh. you know, some of it's federally regulated, but a lot can be done to, to, to split out from the Chaffalaya to the mouth of the river because that's really effective. And only 40 miles in, it's not a big section because once you get way in here by Lula, the tides go 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 nil. They they at zero. When we have a negative 1.2 down there, they still at zero here. So, you know, I did a lot of research and figured it out, and, and uh, I got all the numbers written down for this year. We can only hunt three days in January right now as it is for next <laughs> yeah. split. Yeah, I can't so, can't live with that. Well, Ryan, always uh, interesting talking to you. We'll we'll try to get that set up and get you in on it, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Hope Let me know when, continues. buddy. Uh, we got All right, it. Partner. All right. Appreciate you. Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we're going to take one last break. When I come back, I'll get to as many of your text messages, those comments and questions that are coming in right after this. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, back to our text board. Someone says, anyone still using split shot? Just wondering. Thanks. Uh, I use it very little. Most of the time I use it uh, if I've got uh, fishing freshwater with a lightweight uh, hook and bait. Uh, it'll get it down and have a cork that, uh, you know, will, will hold it up. But the split shot brings the bait down instead of keeping it from floating up. But other than that, uh, the use is diminished, but it's still around. Uh, here's a question. What's that microwave recipe? I call it uh, Trout 321. Uh, filet speckled trout, spray it with spray butter both sides, put it on a paper plate, put your favorite shake seasoning. I like Louisiana Fish Fry and Old Bay, either one of those, and there's others. And then take another paper plate, put it over the top, stick it in the microwave on high for 3 minutes and 21 seconds. And when it comes out, you're going to have some delicious, buttery, flaky, seasoned speckled trout. And guess what? You throw the paper plate away, and there's no mess, no fuss, no cleanup. That's uh, from Mike Gallo. It's a great recipe. Try it often. Uh, here's one says, good morning, Don. Specs at 14-inch is a logical choice. Yeah, it would be for you, but then if someone wants to go with the 12-inch, they can keep up to 10. Uh, here's someone that loves green trout. That's uh, another word for bass. Uh, Bro James says there's two types of Louisiana landowners, those that have feral hogs and those that will have feral hogs. Yes, they're definitely a problem. 
Uh, let's see. We got this one says uh, they are in favor. That's Biggie from Thibodeau is also in favor of that speckled trout plan. And uh, Bro James wants to know, is there no honesty and integrity left in the human race? Why can't people follow the rules? Well, if you ever get that one figured out, Bro James, please let me be the first to know. And got some more uh, requests about talking about an early black belly whistling duck season, doing the teal season when they're here in, in more numbers. Yeah, the, the wheels of the federal government move very, very slowly. Someone else likes the idea of the dual speckled trout regulations but sees plenty of accidental bad boys. Well, I would hope not. You just got to do your best to measure them as best you can and play the game honestly. All right, well, lastly, um, we, we got some information that these balloons that have been floating over the United States, that, and we don't know this for sure, but we suspect that they might have been here to intercept the communications on this radio program for all this fishing and hunting intel that goes out on the airways. We're not sure, but we'll check into it and give you a report on that next week. Speaking of next week, Chef Philippe Parola, one of my favorite guys, he wrote a book called Can't Beat Them, Eat Them, 40 Recipes for Invasive Species. You'll want to hear about it and maybe get a copy of his book. We'll see you next week and get all of that done right back here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t